You know what that sound means. Welcome back to Just a Tip Off, the NBA podcast that is okay with drafting 22-year-olds in the NBA draft. I don't see what the problem is. It feels like it's just good, a little bit more maturity, a little more... Uh, right? they got at least 10 years. In, man. I mean, it's... Yeah. I, I feel like we hear that every year. Oh, buddy's 22. Or with Obi Toppin. Oh, buddy's 22. OJ Abaji in this upcoming draft. Oh, buddy's 22. He's an older player. Like... You know, so he's just, you, you gotta get over that. Players are playing longer these days as a whole. Like, get over yourselves. But the guy took a little bit of time to develop. That's probably okay. He stuck with it. Showed some promise. Right. Didn't give up. Right. So, we are doing a little, <laughs> little bit of a draft preview here. The NBA draft is in, uh, in about three days here. So, we're gonna kind of run through the... Uh, Some of the, the top dra- yeah, the draft kind of lottery, lottery yeah, the lottery order, and then anything we're feeling. So to recap, as of right now, the top the lottery picks are Orlando, Oklahoma City, Houston, Sacramento, Detroit, Indiana. All right, Portland, let's stop with five. Hang on, let's start with five for now. New Orleans, San Antonio, Washington, New York, Oklahoma City, Charlotte, Cleveland. Thank you. Okay, top five picks. Um, Orlando Magic, Oklahoma City Thunder, Houston Rockets, Sacramento Kings, and the Detroit Pistons. Um, there are really three guys I think that ha- are mocked. Everybody, three, three guys. About the top three, three are the same. All the the top three are the same, and it seems that seems to be a thing almost every year. Um, so more palatable. Yeah. So the top three this year are Jabari Smith out of Auburn, Chet Holgram out of Gonzaga, and Paulo Bancaro out of Duke. All not center, all power forward center ish type players. Yeah, um, but all kind of with a different thing, you know. Like they they don't all do the same thing, you know. Jabari Smith is more people think more like a Kevin Durant guy. Chet Holgram plays a little more in the post. Bancaro's more of a bully type. He's a wing player who likes to score. Yeah. Uh, he is capable of defense and moving the ball, but he you know, it, it, he has a Julius Randle uh, <laughs> like comp, and that's say no. what you will about Julius Randle. It kind of it feels similar. <laughs> I watch a lot of Duke enough Duke games because they're always on TV um, to where like I kind of get it. I kind of get it. Yeah. So the Orlando Magic have the number one pick. Um, well, in- I could, we could see them going with. Jabari Smith, we could get yeah. him going with the and, second and term, top tier yeah. player. In terms of need, they have a lot of young guards, and they have a lot of centers. You know, they have Mo Bamba, you have Wendell Carter Jr., and then and then you have the two Wagner brothers, and then you have Jonathan Isaac coming back from injury. Um, and we talked about a while ago, what would this starting day roster be if you did draft one of these three guys to theoretically play the power forward? Does that leave Jonathan Isaac out? Are you moving one of them to the three? And then what are you doing with Franz Wagner, who ended the season very strong next year? The Magic, they're in a good position to where, like... They just don't have a lot of experience Yeah, what they're missing. I mean, I really don't know if you want Terrence Ross to be the veteran of your team, but... Again, I, I, I could see him getting moved, and I said that last year, and I was kind of surprised that he didn't get moved, because he just, he's, like, the only player on that roster who truly doesn't fit the timeline. Everyone else is at least on the younger end. Maybe he is, though. Maybe he's just the uncanny leader that we didn't know he could be, but... Anywho, they also have maybe a Chet Holmgren pick that they could make. They're known for taking tall, lanky guys. 
So Chet Holmgren would fit right into their system of their, uh, your Mo Bambas and your uh, Wendell Carter Juniors and all these guys. But uh, he's got a lot of upside potential just for like his playmaking, on-ball defense. Um, Going to have to put some on some scoring. weight, but... He's very much like a Poco or a, uh, uh, Andre Alexei, Alexei, Alexei Pokoshevsky yeah. build, kind of crossed with uh, a Kevin Durant-esque he's knack not, for scoring in, in difficult ways. But he he's never, not that smooth with the basketball yet. He never ran the offense at Gonzaga because like, that's just not their style. But he fitted pretty well to their system. Um, I'm sure the, the Thunder... Or the Atlanta Magic would be eager to have either of those players. Um, so it, it could really go one or two, two or one. That's, I think... So you don't, you, do you don't think Bancaro has a chance of sneaking up into the top two? He does if... And I say if... Because um, no, no way either... Orlando these... doesn't take Jabari Smith. If they don't take Jabari Smith, I could see Oklahoma okay. being more infatuated with um, Chet. And skipping on you, well, you, Jabari. You mean you mean Bancaro? So you're saying if if the Magic take Chet, you could see the Thunder wanting Bancaro over Smith. That's what you're saying. I could. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, Jabari Smith is awesome, and I think he'd be ready to go. He's he's really great for scoring, and not to say that the Thunder don't need that, but they have some decent scoring ability in Shea Gilders Alexander, and he's an excellent distributor. Just like Josh Giddy. So, mm-hmm. Lou Dor, I mean, they could use scoring. Yeah. Um, Jabari Smith could be a great fit there, but if they if they like something in Palo Bancaro, I could see that too. It's to me, those are the two most liked players of those three. Chet Holmgren is the wacky player, and so I think that kind of just fits with their their draft history. And, and so, do you see any one of these teams like going down? A, trying to a, trade a, cu- down? a couple, just a couple picks, if you know. Get within the- I, I don't think you'll see them trade out of either of these teams, like trade down one or two picks. I, I just don't see it. But you know, with the Magic, you know, go down to like four or five with the Kings and the Pistons, and maybe get another, you know, second round pick if, if they don't, if they don't think that one of these guys can truly be transformational to their roster, and they think. Two solid guys would be better. You know, the, the good example is kind of um, Markel Fultz and Jason Tatum. You know, they, the Sixers flipped that, and the Celtics got Jason Tatum, and the Sixers got Markel Fultz. Not saying that that could happen, but you know, I, I I don't I don't know if any one of these teams is really. I don't see. I, I if anyone, I see the Magic doing it because the. The Thunder and the Rockets have so many picks where they, at some point, you just got to start spending them and take, taking chances. Versus the Magic really haven't been like accumulating all these picks because they haven't had a star on their team in 20 years to, or 10, how Dwight Howard was good <laughs> to trade and get all these picks. So I don't necessarily see the Magic trading out as much, but maybe. The Thunder, or, you could hear. Or, you I don't could see hear, the Thunder or the. You could see it happen or the Rockets or. Um, just any, any one of those top three teams. Honestly, you, I wouldn't be super shocked if Orlando eventually traded it. I don't think they will because they haven't had a first-round pick in forever mm-hmm. to get their actual choice of who they want. But yeah, like you said, the second and they, third they, picks, they, they've, they've been in that range where it's like 
they've been the the kings and the pistons of this draft. We are right outside the top three, and for the past couple of years, it's kind of gone in threes. You know, yeah. it was Barrett, Zion, and Ja. You know, it's like there's been these top three players who people are like debating going number one. And then it's like, okay, now who's left? So they've been, as you said, just outside that top three range. Now they're at the top. So, uh, yeah, they might not might not trade it. Um, the other one who's kind of fallen out of, like, top-tier position but are still kind of in the mix are your Jaden Ivies, your A.J. Griffins. Keegan, Keegan Murray Keegan out of Murray's. Iowa. Benedict Mathurin, Mathurin out of, Mathurin. Out of uh, Arizona. And then... Uh, like Shady Sharp, Sharp from Kentucky. Um, those are, yeah, those are some, some of the other top tier. Some players of the other guys, Johnny Davis about, from but. Wisconsin, a couple uh, international player, a couple G League or Ignite players. But I mean, both these teams, the the Pistons seem a little more clear than the Kings do. The Kings just always seem to be in this weird flux position where it's like, we have some young guys. We have some older guys. We're just trying to build a squad with some veteran players and some young guys. You think think by the time, with how many picks they've had up there, they're seemingly in the same spot every year. In a perpetual sadness. They're in in purgatory of being 30 and 40. (laughs) They're in purgatory of being 35 and 45 in the NBA. Every single year. I mean, not to say that he's bad, but like he's 27, 28. If they're not trying, I guess they're trying to win now. That's got to be it. Going into uh, uh, De'Aaron Fox. We'll see if that matchup can can yield some fruit here this year, but it's I'm, yeah, right I'm now they've what... got they've got so the ringer has Jaden Ivy dra- uh, um, mocked to them. I'm a, I don't necessarily understand because this this will be like four straight guard picks for the Kings. You went, you had Fox, and you then you went Halliburton. You traded Halliburton. You got. Midway, you got Davion Mitchell, then you traded Halliburton, and now we're going to get another guard. I know it's maybe a different role, but, I mean, they just keep drafting guards and guards and guards and guards. And it's like, where, where are you going with any of them? Like, Fox is good, yeah. You traded Halliburton. Davion Mitchell was a little later. I think he was the eighth pick last year. But, like, you don't have Buddy Heald anymore, right? They don't have shooting. They don't have yeah. size. They're... Yeah, I mean, kind of struggling here. Yeah, not to say Jaden Ivey is a bad pick, but I I would wouldn't be surprised if they take more of a wing player to be honest, because I think they need that more than they need guard. Yeah, because you can get you can get decent guard depth on in the free agent market. There's, there's, you can get enough. Yeah, there's plenty of like like you can get an Alex Caruso type in you know in free agency and. Realistically, is a rookie unless a rookie guard is a stud, is he going to be better than an Alex Caruso? Probably not as a complete player in terms of offense and defense. I think there's going to be the offseason market here is not really going to be bare of a lot of these hot defenders, but this is really going to be where we're looking in the draft to see if they can. Because honestly, Sacramento needs everything right now. I, I, I don't know, because that's what Jaden Ivey was kind of touted as. He can also be, um, uh, he's like a big-bodied 
uh, Darius Garland. So he can he can shoot, he can score, but he's he's able to defend a little bit as well. Yeah, shoots um, three decently well. But he played off ball at Purdue, so may, maybe they can put him alongside. If I was Fox Sacramento, I'd be trying to trade down if I could. To be honest, like I don't, I think they could do well with just about any of these players in the next six or seven spot range. The question is like what what kind of value are they getting back from trading out of the fourth pick? Because it is it is yeah, but but what kind of value? Is it is it enough to make it worthwhile? Top twenty if they could, top fifteen, I don't know. I mean like all right, top twenty five, but to me they're one that is in more shambles than than most. And their their trade abilities, their their ability to trade is just so out there, I don't. I think they just have to start trying to grow players in Sacramento and people who love Sacramento. And maybe you you hit on some some swings, so get more. But yeah, that's just my opinion on on Sacramento. But after that, who is the Pistons? Pistons, Benedict Mathurin. That's a that's a tough break for them. Doing so much sucking this year, and then getting shafted with the fifth. Getting in the fifth pick. Uh, I mean, Sadiq Bay, good. Solid, going to be a solid role player. You obviously have Cade Cunningham. I think you're just trying to. You have Jeremy Grant for what that's worth. Um, two, but they kind of feel him. they kind of feel like a team that it really doesn't matter what they take. They 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 feel like the prime team to take the best player available because they're young enough and they don't have like a full roster. Yeah. That well, any mean, any like any AJ position Griffin is good. Would be, he's a Duke player, so I mean, probably saw something in him. He's a a good strong wing. Could be great three point shooter for him. Yeah, apparently there's some injury concerns there with him, um, so maybe he slides. But whoever gets him is going to be happy with a you know darn near fifty percent three three point shooter at decent size at six six. So he had a lot of weight taken off of him from some of the systems he was playing in, not being the first. Yeah, primary. I don't know. Uh, maybe he's going to be what everyone thought Cam Reddish was going to be. <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe. I say the next mocked is uh, Keegan Murray out of Iowa going to the Pacers. He's a six eight um, power forward, small forward type player. He's you know you read what what they say about him and it's like well that he, he kind of has the He's same short. stat line as Obi Toppin. You know he was undrafted or unranked out of high school and he's 22 years old, almost 20 years old, and his sophomore year and he had a big jump. Um, very similar, you know, mock, if you will, um, to what Obi did. So they have him going to the Pacers. And I think he's a player who, you know, I think he played the three or the four. So I think he kind of will fit around any team who drafts him, really. I mean, can you have enough three or fours in the league? Probably not. Read and do, baby. It's what you want. Yeah. So I don't, I don't I mean, hate Keegan, So Keegan Murray, as long as he... I have no doubt that he's going to succeed in, in the NBA. I've heard some really good stories about him, um, family guy, but he's uh, very humble, and although he has been known to be the scorer, he's not been the most willing scorer sometimes. So he's more looking to fit in rather than to show up and put up. Not saying he can't, but I think if the Pacers get him, he would be a great replacement for T.J. Warren, and if that's the case, I see him moving on. If it's not already, so yeah, that's gonna be interesting. Um, what else? Uh, uh, next up is uh, Sochan. Jeremy Sochan, man. I mean, he's a 
a Baylor player from the tournament. He he ties his hair a lot, which is kind of fun. Um, but he's more of a defender, like hard nosed player. He's able to score and he's able to like try to he put that Baylor team kind of on the map as like his team to me. But I think that may have just been the hair color. Who knows? But, yeah, I think he's probably a little more of a project than some of the other players left ahead of him, like Johnny Davis out of Wisconsin. You got Ochai um, uh, Yeah, Ochai Abaji is de- – I mean, he, Ochai Abaji is a senior player, um, you know, four years at Kansas. You know, he, he knows how to play the game. Um, shot – Shoots pretty well. Um, a little undersized. He played the three at Kansas. That's a little undersized in the NBA, but you know, adaptable. You know, it'll be interesting to see where. I mean, if he's like a two guard who can guard some threes, it's a pretty valuable asset. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where him and like and I said, Johnny Davis is. He's just coming off a sophomore year, but he really led. Um, the Wisconsin team this past year, and he's got a lot of experience, made some big-time shots going down the road. I mean, he was their go-to guy in the Big Ten tournament. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where guys like that who are a little more experienced, you know, will fall. And, you know, you could say the same, you know, a lot of these other players, you know, they're freshmen or, you know, and another one, you know, guy who I think is going to be a little lower in the draft is EJ Liddell out of Ohio State. Ohio State's got two players probably going, Branham and Liddell. Liddell's the younger or the older player. Um, Branham was the younger freshman, but Liddell's, you know, he's been there three, four years. Again, a 22-year-old player, but solid production all the time. You know, big motor. Um, so I think wherever he goes, they're going to be happy with with especially with Liddell and I didn't I haven't seen as much Bram because I didn't watch a ton of Ohio State basketball this past year but good good score he's a good shooter yeah um and I think you know maybe he is a little bit of a project I would say you know but you know kind of will build him up you know not someone who's going to come in and make an immediate impact but I think it's kind of interesting the uh, the tail end of the lottery, the fourteen fifteen or like thirteen fourteen fifteen. They got two Hornets picks and a Cleveland pick sandwiched in between, and that's it's going to be kind of I think fun to see if they the Hornets would do some draft strategy or even try to trade one of those picks. Or yeah, or you know if they if they you know come to if they really think that the Cavs are going to take the guy they want, you know, moving up one. One pick, you know, you see it in the you see it in the NFL all the time because they're you know they're worried that they're taking that one player that they like. Yeah. Um, and if that is true, then maybe Cleveland gets another draft asset out of it. Now, I think what Cleveland and what the Hornets are looking for is a little different because what Cleveland really needs is kind of wing depth, and I think the Hornets are a little stronger on wing depth than the Cavs are and what the Cavs are strong at center and power forward are what the uh, Hornets are a little weaker at um, with the exception of like PJ Washington. That's just not a whole and Montrez Harrell just, you know, got caught with three pounds of weed or whatever in the back of his car. So who knows if he's going to be playing. Um, So I, you know, I could also see them just staying like that because I know one of these has Mark Williams, uh, the center from Duke draft or mocked to the Hornets. So I don't, you know, I don't, wouldn't worry about the Cavs taking a center. You know, I think that's the safest pick in the draft is that the Cavs aren't taking a center. 
That's, uh, I could see it. I could see it. I mean, then again, four guys. then again, the Sixers took three straight centers. Get a shooting so. guard who's a seven foot shooting guard. I think it could work. For or, the Cavs? Yeah. Well, there is. They put seven. out as many seven footers as they yeah. can. Well, there's not going to be, if there's a seven foot shooting guard, he's not going to fall to 15. I can tell you that. <laughs> so, um, a couple other, um, players, I guess. Terry Eaton, um, Mark Williams, uh, big man out of Memphis, uh, uh, a wing out of, or sorry, a forward out of LSU. Those guys are, uh, again, good potential lottery picks, but probably could fall if some other guys move up in front yeah. of them. So it's going to be interesting to see Tyre East, e, or uh, Eason. He's six six forward out out of LSU and. Uh, I don't know. Once we start getting to the back end of this lottery pick or the lottery, yeah, it gets it's a little bit you know, at that point you're looking for you're like, all right, who's going to be the team need? You can do some filters on the uh, yeah. defense, shooting percentage, height, weight. <laughs> yeah, I think um, you know, a player like Walker Kessler, you know. A project, but you know, big name. yeah, big name. big name. You know, people have him mocked to the Bucks as like the next Brook Lopez, if that's what the Bucks are looking at to to go at center for the next couple of years. Needs to improve his shooting, but the Nuggets should really draft Nikolai Jovic, so they have a Nikolai Jokic and a Nikolai Jovic because that'd just be fun to hear an announcer really struggle over that. <laughs> I think it'll be interesting to see what happens in the top three right off the bat. And then I feel like the next, I feel like it's almost in waves. All right. We know who the top three are going to be one of those three. And I feel like the next four or five guys are, you know, pretty set in on being Ivy and Mathurin and Murray. And then those are like the next three guys. And then after that, it's like, it could be sharp. It could be Daniels, Johnny Davis, you know, we've seen AJ Griffin up there. I feel like there's almost like little tiers, uh, or players, like threes. Yeah. Like it's gonna go. All right, we know these two are gonna go here. These two are gonna go here. And I feel like you get that for maybe like the first nine picks, and then it's, you know, whatever. You know, like two drafts ago, it's gonna be like a crazy pick nobody's expecting. That'd be, I'd be looking for that. That'd be fun. I don't know. Maybe you know, like the Mavericks took Tyrell Terry pretty early that one year, and. We haven't seen it yet, but, you know, <laughs> at some point, and again, in my opinion, after, like, pick 10, you're just taking shots, and you're hoping you find, like, the C.J. McCollum at mid, in the mid-20s, or the Clay Thompson in the mid-20s, or, you know, God forbid you get, in yeah, in the, in the 30s, or you get Gianna, Giannis at 13, and, you know, like, it's, as I, I feel like I say this every every you know, draft the cast. It's it's not like the NFL. It's not where you, like you kind of know the entire first round is going to be a stud. It's just because there's not you know there's seven rounds in the NFL draft. There's only two rounds of the NBA draft. So the entire first round of the NFL is equivalent to the first six picks in the NBA. Yeah. So goes pretty fast comparatively, which is why I appreciate it as well. It takes the draft for the NFL like three days. But they also, like... I know they have more people, I get it, but... No, like, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying they extend the damn thing out. Like, it take the drafts... Like, oh, if the draft starts at 7 o'clock, that first pick isn't made till 7.20, because they gotta do a 10-minute buy, buy, like, 
blog bio about of bio the, of, the, like, of the first pick. It's like, good lord, just announce the picks. <laughs> oh, yeah. but I, I mean, not care that NBA, that guy scored a soccer goal when he was seven. You can get that done. In the, they could get it done quicker, but they take you to like three hours. Oh, and you know why? You know why? Because people still pay for it. And ad revenue. I mean, it makes sense, but it's just like they could at least do the, it. In, sports in has done such a good job, in the NFL in particular, at making money off of stupid crap. <laughs> the draft lottery. The NBA is making money off that. For some reason. Is it that important? No. The NFL does, I forget what it is, the, the Pro Bowl, that whole idea. They're making money off that. Like the, They make money off just these ridiculous ideas. But people, we sit on the we couch and watch that shit. That shit. Yeah. Good, yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, we're like, oh, that's on? That's completely pointless, irrelevant. Am I going to remember this in five years? No, but... I gotta watch that. That's right. That's right. I do know that Nikola Jokic was drafted during a Taco Bell commercial. So, props to you, Taco Bell. That was some prime ad placement that you guys for sure knew was gonna happen. I think about you every time I think about Nikola Jokic. <laughs> Toasted Cheddar Chalupa's back. Let's go. I gotta get me one of those. Those are pretty good. Alright, well, on that note, until next time. Peace.